seeking justice for workers who were injured by the COVID vaccine. Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Monday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let outdated cyber... Uh, security or business technology put your company at risk. Learn more at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP, Stratus IP business technology simplified. All right, so let's go back to a topic that we've been talking about here for, uh, let's see. Well, I thought it was supposed to be two weeks originally, right? Two weeks to slow the spread. That's what this started out as. And then it turned into two years, two and a half years. And then with that, all that came with it, right? And we're talking, obviously, about the COVID pandemic and the ensuing government policies and regulations. And amongst those uh, was a sneaky proposition by the Biden administration to uh, force uh, employers to get their employees vaccinated through OSHA. Now, that ended up getting struck down uh, before it ever got too far, but it was still put into a place by a lot of uh, organizations across the board, regardless and a lot of employers were forcing their employees to either face a choice, get the jab or get fired, get lost. And if uh, you were an employee who ended up getting the jab and suffered some bodily harm, you're probably thinking, well, what do I do? Is there a place to turn? I know I can't sue these pharmaceutical providers. So who can I sue? Well, today's guest is going to answer that question because uh, his law firm is actually not only answering that question with a solution, but also they're helping directly those who were impacted by the negative impacts of the COVID vaccines when they were forced by their employers. Ben Carlisle, thanks for joining the program. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's a real pleasure. Real pleasure. No, absolutely. Thank you for joining us and, and looking forward to, to digging into a very important topic. This is something we've been talking about here in the show for, like I said, two and a half plus years now at this point. And you, you look at the end of the day, what's been going on? Folks have been forced, more or less, to make a, a decision. And it's a personal health decision in order to keep their jobs, which still blows me away that we were at that point here, that that was a, a topic of conversation that we were not only okay with having, but a lot of folks were open in promoting and, and pushing down from a government perspective. Still blows me away. But thankfully, we have folks like you who are out there fighting the good fight. And thankfully fighting back. You've been doing that in, in terms of the law. Talk to us. What are you doing there to help those COVID-19 uh, folks who are rather COVID-19 vax folks who are forced to, get, forced to get the jab by their employers? Well, I mean, what I've been doing, you know, two parts of it, I've been advocating against it for a very long time. My wife's one of the people who got caught up in this. My wife's an mm -hmm. ER doctor. She worked all through the pandemic in New York, uh, specifically in Buffalo, New York. And uh, our governor came out with a uh, vaccine mandate, which went into effect. I think it was by November of 21, every healthcare worker had to take it in New York. She stripped away religious exemptions. And basically the only medical exemption she would allow is if you took the first one and it injured you, you didn't have to take the second one, which is obviously absurd. So uh, my wife got caught up in that. My wife refused. She lost her job in November of 21. She found a new job down in Florida and so for the last year, my wife's been going back and forth. She spent two weeks in Florida. She comes back to New York. So she actually just left yesterday. I took her to the airport. I won't see her again for two more weeks. So this is something that I'm extremely passionate about. So, you know, I didn't just get into this, this area of law looking for a couple of quick bucks, trying to chase, you know, 
people who are injured and trying to make some money. To me, it's not about that at all. It's, it's trying to find some justice for people who are injured and also trying to um, put into place something that would hopefully give employers a moment of cause or a moment of pause to say, you know what, this maybe it's not worth it if I'm going to get sued if I do this. So what I um, decided to do, I've got 13 years of experience doing workers' compensation defense work. So, you know, I've spent 13 years representing employers and insurance carriers. I know all the tricks that they use to try to get out of workers' compensation claims. So I decided to open my own firm and represent the injured workers instead. So it's not necessarily a lawsuit that I'm pursuing. It's just a workers' compensation claim for benefits. So a little different than a lawsuit, but basically, if you are required to take the vaccine um, by your employer, either as a condition of continuing employment or maintaining employment, um, or obtaining employment rather, uh, and you got injured by that vaccine, that is absolutely an injury that was sustained within the course of your employment, you're entitled to workers' compensation benefits. So that's what I've been sounding the alarm. I'm only licensed in New York, so I can only hope or help rather New York claimants at this time, but I'm coordinating with attorneys all over the country, trying to find attorneys in all 50 states who will take these types of cases. So um, it's pretty straightforward. You, you file a claim for benefits. We got to find a doctor that says that your injury relates to that, um, the vaccine that you were required to take. And then you, people hopefully can obtain workers' compensation benefits. <laughs> How about that? So it is, I guess, important. And this is, this is going back to one of the main red flags that a lot of us we're raising all the way back in, it feels like forever ago because it feels like COVID time just went by so slow. But I think this is all the way back at the end of 2020 when we heard that this was going to become possibly a thing. And it really started with the COVID passports, right? And that was being discussed. You want to go eat at your favorite restaurant? Well, you're going to show this little passport or to go eat there to show you got your vaccine. And I was like, that's a little uh, a little dystopian. And then, you know, having loved ones and family members telling you, hey, I don't, did you, you didn't get the vax, right? Yeah, I don't know if we want you at Thanksgiving. Again, really weird, really uncomfortable. That was also going into last year as well. I know a lot of folks were experiencing that. So I think you look at where we are now in terms of there were so many people who up until the Biden administration floated this with the OSHA mandates, a lot of folks didn't get the, the initial vaccine. A lot of folks were hesitant. And as a matter of fact, a lot of folks who were pushing the vaccine under the Biden administration were the same folks who were hesitant when it was Donald Trump's vaccine back in the, the prior administration. So you look, all of a sudden, the administration puts this, uh, this, they float out this OSHA mandate for the vaccine. If you're working, I forget the, the parameters, but for, it was large corporations. Uh, 100 more or, or less. more employees. What was it? 100 or more employees. Okay, never mind. It wasn't massive corporations. Okay, it was 100 or more employees, which would be like your average, like small or medium business too, um, which still is mind-blowing that that was going to be the requirement. So a lot of companies just said, all right, we're going to institute this already at the onset we're gonna we're gonna put this in place uh without government mandating it even though we're preparing for government to mandate it and i think right there that was the moment where you saw okay the uptick started to happen so a lot of folks there who weren't going to get the vaccine all of a sudden were forced to get the vaccine or to your point face that decision like your wife did so let's kind of go forward and, and this is the part that it it hurts a little bit but at least we're seeing some type of of justice is that it's taken to this point where folks are, are actually showing harm. And before we were con called conspiracy theorists for even putting this out there as a possibility, but now we're getting real data. And I think that's the important part to focus on is the data, Ben. So 
Talk to us about what you're seeing in terms of the increase in worker claims from injuries sustained from the vaccine. Hey folks, really quick, want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is the Libertarian Party of Illinois. The mission of the Libertarian Party of Illinois is to elect libertarians to public office and to move public policy in the libertarian direction. By believing that everyone owns themselves and that no bureaucrat knows better than you and what you want and what you need, libertarians fight for your right to live your life the way you see fit. When peaceful people engage in voluntary cooperation, the most number of people are served. If you agree, help restore liberty in Illinois and throughout America by voting Libertarian. Or if you're in the great state of Illinois, start out by joining a chapter or donating to the Libertarian Party of Illinois at lpillinois.org. Let's get liberty in our lifetimes and in Illinois. One more time, lpillinois.org. Yeah, I mean, like to your point, when it first came out, I think a lot of people assumed that it worked, but they still didn't want to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you find out that things don't work, I mean, Rachel Walensky uh, acknowledged in March of 21 that the vaccine well, she claimed in March of 21 that they stopped transmission and infection. And that uh, has been rolled back. I think even Pfizer now is acknowledging that they don't stop um, transmission. They did even test it to see if it does that. And everyone has acknowledged that they don't stop infection. Um, we started off by calling these things breakthrough infections, but yeah, I think, um, the problem's getting quite bad. The British, uh, medical journal, the editor just came out and said that serious adverse events are now about one in 800. That's something that'll take you to the hospital. Uh, he explained that with other vaccines, you see serious adverse events somewhere in the neighborhood of one to two in a million. So, you know, one in 800, it's, it's, really, really, really a quite high number. So um, my phone's ringing off the hook. Again, I can only help um, New York claimants right now, but you're starting to see a lot of neurologic disorders. People have had strokes. I've got two um, two claimants I'm working with right now that haven't worked in over a year. They haven't been able to work since they got the vaccine. So, and these wow. are people, uh, one of my clients found herself wandering around uh, on Broadway, didn't even know how she got there. Um, just people, another client I've got, he's been rushed to the ER seven times in the last year with ongoing problems he's had. So, um, I think a lot of these people are living in the shadows because some of it's a little bit of shame that, you know, they didn't want to take these things and they, you know, their gut told them not to, but they succumbed to the pressure that their employer and society and their family and friends put on them. So they don't want to talk about it. Um, and, and a lot of these people, you know, they're hiding these disabilities. It's not something you want to come out and say, hey, I've got this problem. No one wants to talk about their medical conditions. But uh, I think as people realize that they have um, options now, you know, the one thing everyone's heard so often is that, you know, you can't sue Pfizer, you can't sue Moderna, you can't sue the government. And people think they have no options. That's I think that's why people are kind of being quiet. But now that people realize that there is a real avenue of getting justice through workers' compensation, people are are starting to come forward and, and speak out, which is nice to see. I'm afraid to say this, but thankfully we have Rumble and Odyssey as backups to our YouTube. Um, but I think it's pretty much safe to say that there are folks who did receive the vaccine that they actually perished, and from the results of the and, and the the uh, the result or the. Feedback, I guess, whatever the word I'm looking for. Um, reaction, there we go. I'm like, what's the word? Uh, the reaction to the vaccine. Um, yeah. And that right there, I guess, to those folks, is there anything that the family can do in terms of using your services to to go after the, the employers as well? Absolutely. Um, and 
in New York, and I'm assuming it's the same in most states, you can bring a death claim after someone dies if it's work related. So um, absolutely. What would happen in that uh, instance, you'd still need medical. So the family would take the medical reports. We'd find an independent um, doctor who would review the medical reports and, and opine as to whether the death was related to the mandatory vaccine. If it was, then we'd file a claim for death benefits with the workers' compensation system. So that's absolutely, um, you know, it applies to people who have injured and, and it also applies to people who perished um, from the injury. Now, what are you seeing in terms of success from going out and, and having some of these these cases? Are, are you are you winning? Are we are we seeing success here as we're going against some of these employers? So right now, you know, I started my firm in I want to say late August. So I've just started putting claims through the system, and it's it's not workers' compensation goes so much quicker than bringing a traditional lawsuit. Uh, traditional lawsuits could take three four years. So um, workers' compensation. You file your paperwork with the board. You wait a couple months for a hearing. Um, at the initial hearing, what the judge uh, will make a ruling of is whether there's sufficient evidence to proceed. If you get that ruling, you go to the next step, which is a trial on issues of causation and whether the injury was sustained within the course and scope of employment. So I've gotten a couple cases to that, to that over that first hump, and we're still waiting on trials. Um, but I've got a colleague here in Buffalo, and I think he has the very first case. Um, he's already successfully gone through. Um, gotten a finding of sufficient evidence to proceed, um, took it to trial and got a finding from a judge that it's compensable. So um, it's definitely been shown to work. Now, of course, that case is on appeal. So we're going to have to wait and see. Um, he just got that ruling, I think, last month. Um, I'll have my first trial in January. So I'm going to have my first ruling sometime in mid-January. So um, absolutely, I know we can get through the, the first hump, get a ruling from a judge that says it's compensable. It remains to be seen. Um, if you appeal in workers' comp, you start with an administrative law judge, then it goes to the board panel to make a ruling. So it remains to be seen what the board panel is going to do with these cases. But I know that the judge is, um, at least a judge, has looked at the, the merits and said, yeah, these things fit under the workers' compensation law. And I know the defenses that they're throwing out there, are the complete nonsense defenses, the, the defense my buddy is dealing with is, hey, you know, we didn't want to make the people take this shot. The government made us because even though OSHA mandate got thrown down, there's still the CMS mandate, which covers um, any hospital in America that takes reimbursement from the government. All of those employees are still covered under this. Um, and in New York, um, Mayor Adams in New York City made every municipal worker take the jab. He required any employer who operates a business in New York City to require all of their employees to take it. So there's still a ton of people who are required to take it, even though the OSHA mandate was lifted. So um, one, so the defense that these people are, are raising, a lot of them are going to start raising is, hey, Mayor Adams made us do it. Governor Hochul made us do it. Joe Biden made us do it. We didn't want to do this. Um, they made us. But that's not a defense in workers' compensation law. In workers' compensation law, you get three defenses. You can say it wasn't really an accident, like, you know, it, it, idiopathic. You know, your knee just gave out. It's, it's not because you tripped or anything. That's one defense. The second defense is you didn't provide proper notice. The third defense is, yeah, you're injured, but it's not causally related to your employment. Those are the three things. So, you know, the government made us do this. It's not a proper defense and it's going to get thrown out. So uh, it remains to be seen what the board panel would do. And then after that, you would um, go to the uh, third department appellate division in New York. And if you wanted to appeal it further, it would go to the court of appeal. So these cases are all in the very initial stages, but it's looking promising. We're getting judges finding sufficient medical evidence to proceed. We're getting judges finding 
um, these cases are compensable. Just it remains to be seen what the Workers' Compensation Board does with these cases. But I think they're going to throw out that defense because it's 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 just not codified. There's no state law to back it up. There's no statutes to back up that defense that they're making. Any uh, feedback from the unions in terms of supporting or standing against you, what you're doing here? Uh, nothing against us, um, but absolutely nothing supporting us either. The unions, I'm really, really disappointed. I know a lot of friends who lost their jobs because um, my wife's a doctor. A lot of her uh, friends are nurses and other doctors, and a lot of the nurses in New York are covered by unions. And not one of the unions locally here in New York went to bat for any of the healthcare heroes who worked all through the pandemic. The second those mandates came out, a lot of them filed uh, equal opportunity employment claims. The unions didn't back them up at all. When they were facing termination, the unions didn't back them up at all. When all these people went to their unions and said, hey, I've been injured. What do I do now? The unions didn't give them any direction. Now, I'm not saying every single union. I'm just saying I haven't seen one union in New York that stood by their employees, not one union that's trying to help them get workers' compensation benefits. Maybe it's because they don't know that this is a a possible avenue. And when they do, hopefully they'll they'll start encouraging their members to to file these types of claims and, and help them with the resources. But given their complete lack of action fighting for these employees who are facing termination, I'm not overly optimistic that they're going to help their members with these types of claims. Yeah, well, and who, who do we see in many cases pushing a lot of these mandates and from the top down, mostly it was the teacher union or the union bosses. I'm thinking Randy Weingarten, just from the teachers union perspective alone. But you look across the board, it was mainly the, the union bosses who were fighting, trying to to make it so it was more difficult to go back to work. And with that, including the vaccine mandates. So I'm curious, too, also from, a, I guess, a legal standpoint, you look at anybody who's put their their name and their careers on the line here. It's been really tough when you're looking at your coworkers, and in this case, in the legal sense, your other lawyers out there that I'm sure you you grace the courthouse with. What's been the feedback on their end? Are they supportive of you taking this route, specifically in this niche of uh, helping workers comp with uh, vaccine injuries? In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. Um, more so than I thought they'd be. Although there's a big firm in town that um, they reached out to me and said, hey, we don't want to touch these types of cases. And these are people who, who represent nothing but claimants. But they said, we respect what you're doing. And, and could we just send our cases to you because we don't want to get involved in this type of work? And I said, absolutely. But um, so I think people kind of quietly respect what I'm doing, but they are not quite ready to start doing the same type of work themselves. But because I think people don't want to be seen as um, someone who's, you know, challenging the vaccine. Um, and I could, I could tell you my honest opinion about the vaccine, but, um, I, I'm not trying to get too political with the vaccine. I'm just trying to help people who are injured. And I wish people could kind of separate those two boxes and, and, and realize that, Hey, if I help someone who's been injured by a vaccine, doesn't mean that I'm anti-vax. It doesn't mean that I want to shut down the whole vaccine system. It just means when someone gets injured, they're entitled to help. And um, I wish more people would step forward. So maybe it's kind of a wait and see approach. See how um, see how my cases turn out. Because like I said, there's I know of one other attorney who filed this type of claim, but he's not advertising that he's doing this type of law. As far as I know, I'm the only 
Uh, my firm is the only firm in New York that's committed to, to only taking on these types of cases. Um, I haven't, I've, you know, you do a Lexus search of these types of cases, you're not going to find any. They're, they're just, you know, we're, uh, I don't know, over a year into the mandate and, and no one has been litigating these types of cases yet. So I hope, you know, like I said, I hope they're just sitting back and waiting um, to see how successful we can be with these types of claims. And then they follow my lead. And I'd be tickled pink if people want to follow my lead, because um, frankly, if every single person in New York called me who was injured, I would be inundated. I, I want to uh, hopefully get other attorneys in New York to start representing these types of claims. And frankly, workers' compensation is pretty straightforward. So, you know, I'm kind of I'm trying to develop maybe a webinar or something to kind of help people if if they um, if I get too overwhelmed, try to find something to, to guide people through this process that they can at least start the claims themselves, because people should know there's important deadlines with workers' compensation. Um, you've got 30 days to provide your employer with notice that you're injured. And then in New York, you have two years from the date of your injury in order to actually file a claim for benefits. So people need to be aware of that. If, if you're having a difficult time finding an attorney who will take your case, you it you know, at least what you want to do to protect yourself is go ahead and file the initial claims. That way you're not getting burned by the statute of limitations. Uh, and at least in New York, you can go to the, the board's website and it's very user friendly for claimants. So again, you know, you can't get a hold of me. You can't get a hold of another attorney, but you're worried about those statute of limitations. You at least want to go online and, 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 and file a claim. That way you can preserve your claim. Thank God there's people still in my home state like you, Ben, because I left New York because I didn't really feel too uh, hopeful. And uh, man, you look over the past few years, I, I was like, oh man, that kind of was reaffirmed. But man, it's it's so thankful. I, I say that as I have somebody who goes up and visits New York quite frequently to visit my family and such. It is nice to see that there are at least folks up there still fighting the good fight. So thank you for what you're doing. And with that, obviously, folks who are in New York who are looking to uh, get out uh, and reach out for your services. Where can they go ahead and uh, contact you and learn more uh, up in New York? And I guess, I know you mentioned there's not necessarily anybody yet like you across the country out there that's leading this, but do you have anybody that you maybe are, are saying you should look to as an example of in the future they could lean towards and reach out to if they're not in New York? Well, I mean, stick to my website because I'm going to, what, what I'm putting on my website is I'm going to try to uh, start a list of attorneys in other states and also doctors who will treat vaccine injuries in, in all the states. So I haven't started compiling that data yet, but I'm going to soon. So if people want to reach me, um, the best way is to go to my website. It's bencarlylaw.com. Uh, from there, you can find my email. You can find my phone number. You can find links to all my social media. Uh, and as time goes on, as I get more contacts from other attorneys who are willing to take these types of cases, I'll put links on my website for them to find resources in the other 49 states and also try to start um, compiling a list of doctors who are willing to treat these types of patients, because that's an important part of these cases. You got to have the medical. You can't just say, hey, you know, I know I was injured. I got, you know, right. I took the, the shot and 30 minutes later I was injured. You need a doctor to say that. So, um, you know, trying to those are the resources I'm trying to link people up with attorneys who will take these cases outside of New York. Uh, and doctors who will opine on causal relationship and treat people with these types of injuries. 
Ben, thank you so much for uh, what you're doing. Again, can't thank you enough for going out, fighting the good fight, and uh, yeah, helping folks have an option when they're looking for recourse. So folks, if you're interested in learning more, we're going to make it really easy for you. Uh, yes, you can go to bencarlislelaw.com, uh, which I will include there in the show notes, or just, again, go to briannicholshow.com. You can find everything over there, including for today's episode, the entire transcript from today's episode, all of the links aforementioned. And then also, um, by the way, we have the video version of the show, which I mentioned earlier here on YouTube, but we also have our backups over on Odyssey and on Rumble, always just in case we're having conversations like this. But regardless, do me a favor, just hit the subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time that we go live. And by the way, folks, you want to go ahead and support the show, well, head to briannicholshow.com forward slash shop and you can support the show while also getting something in return. We have some awesome, awesome stuff there as you're getting ready for the holidays in terms of great gifts, stocking stuffers, whatever it may be from our, uh, now that's what I call Tyranny Klaus Schwab shirt to our, what happened in 1971, Liberty Legends, Magic Money Tree shirts, and more. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash shop and use code TBNS at checkout for a discount applied to your order. Ben, final thoughts for the audience today. Anything you want the audience to take away? Uh, Well, I mean, I would say so. I'm big on the law, but I'm also big on non-compliance. So, you know, let's make sure we don't get uh, these problems in the future. Um, There's safety in numbers. My wife, there's only two doctors in their whole hospital that declined the jab. So, of course, they they did that. But flash forward six months later, Governor Hochul wanted every healthcare worker to take the booster. And so many people stood stood up and said, nope, we're not taking that. She had to actually rescind the mandate. So there's safety in numbers, people. Um, don't comply. Don't comply with tyranny. You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. But if you find yourself in trouble, try to find an, an attorney who will fight for you. I'm, uh, I'm here in New York doing it every day for injured workers. So find the resources you need and stand up for your rights. There you go, folks. Well, there's your call to action. And by the way, speaking of call to actions, I do have one more for you, folks, and that is to go ahead and share today's episode. And when you do, please go ahead and tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. Beyond that, we have some awesome episodes lined up here this week, including uh, some returning guests like Mark Lobliner from uh, Tiger Fitness, IFBB Pro, and also uh, new guests. And I'm not sure how it's taken us this long to have him on the show. Maj Torre will be joining us as well. So you don't miss a single episode. Please do me a favor. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. Or again, if you're joining us over on the video version of the show, again, subscribe button and little notification bell. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off. You're on the Brian Nichols Show for Ben Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.